talk about poor management mindset and risk versus reward. So if you're going to be successful in business, you're going to take a risk. Okay, that's pretty much it. Is there anything else we should say about on that podcast? I mean, I just did that little one by myself. <laughs> no, that's about it. Well, pretty much, welcome. pretty much sums up business: risk versus reward. Welcome. If you ain't willing to risk it, you probably ain't going to get a lot of reward. I'm trying to do the intro. All right. Knock, welcome knock back. Yourself out. Are you going to be quiet now? Mm-hmm. Welcome back. Oh, and mute him. All right. <laughs> During crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy. Welcome back to another episode of Ethical Sales Podcast. We are coming to you live from Cochranton, Pennsylvania, sitting in Elias' office here. Owen's got us all mic'd up and looking like some nerds or something. But today we're going to talk about risk versus reward and in, in marketing. We're going to talk about marketing. Poor marketing management, poor marketing mindset. I'll tell you right now, Owen's the marketing man. You know, I'll go out and sell the job, but I'm definitely not your marketing expert. Owen is the man with the plan. So yeah, I, most, I, most I assume people, on this podcast, we're going to hear a lot from Owen. Most people, well, most people are in in my shoes or your shoes. They're not in Owen's shoes. They're not marketing people. That's why you have to line yourself with good marketing That's people. That's right. That's why you have to line yourself with people who are good at doing something that you're not good at. That's why you have to spend money at it. That's why you, marketers should also get information from people that are not marketers so they can understand them. Did you know that you can literally buy what you're not good at? So if you're not good at marketing, you can buy that. And I think that's where risk versus And if you don't have money in. to buy it, then you need to market. Yeah, if you ain't got money to buy it, then you probably need <laughs> to get out there yourself and uh, shake a lot of hands and introduce yourself. You know? That's a place to start. And, you know, shaking hands and introducing yourself is something that you can do forevermore in your business. But at some point, you, you should be getting your business set up to where, you know, you can do that as a small part of it, not as the main part of it. I would say. I think marketing is one struggle that most new business owners have. You know, they start a business, but they're afraid to spend the money to market. And yet marketing is one of the most important things, foundational things to get clients, to get business. So how can we have a better mindset about marketing? That's really what it boils down to. How can we have a better mindset? One of the struggles is or one of the things to look at is risk versus reward. You know, what's the reward? What's the return on investment? What's possible versus how much you spend for it? Right. I think every business yep. should know that 
I think every business should know their number. And if you don't know your number, then figure out your number from your past and marketing. If you're new to business, then keep track of this and figure out your number. For example, if I spend $5,000 in marketing or $10,000 in marketing, I can expect X return. And when you understand that number for you and your company and whatever, and each different form of marketing, it makes it easy for you to take that risk because it's calculated. Now it might vary, but still across the board, you know that if you spend $10,000 in marketing and you made $50,000 off of that, when's the next time you're going to do that? You're going to do that over and over and over and over. You know, the question is, if you give me 10,000 and I give you 50,000, how often do you want to make that transaction? As long as I can. You know, and in marketing, you should look at that the same way. But know your number. Figure up your number. Keep track of it. You know, know, hey, if I do this form of marketing, this is what I've this is my X return typically. If I do that, then this is my return. So you can keep track of it and kind of start getting a feel of where your money is best spent as well so it's so you can get the biggest return for your money. And you can take this to deeper extents too. Uh, the AD20 rule probably applies here. For example, they say less than 4% of people that search on Google click an advertisement on Google. And so people are spending big amounts of money on Google ads, which is fine because they're still getting a return. But what happens to the other 96% of clicks on Google, where do they click? If it's not on advertisements, where is it? And are you showing up there? I just learned that last night. You know, there's there's a huge amount of clicks happening on Google search that are not going to advertisements. Where are they going and can we show up there? So risk versus reward, but backing up big picture, you know, figure out how much can you put into marketing, take that risk, and then uh, get rewarded for it. I remember uh, it's probably been seven, eight years ago. Um, my brother Conrad and Brian, before they took the roofing business over, um, they were working for us. I think Brian was working full time, Conrad was working part time. And I remember one weekend, um, Conrad came to me, or we were on the way to work, and he goes, he asks, he said, Man, how could I make more money than what I'm making right now working for you guys? Because we were paying him 20 bucks an hour or something, I forget. And I said, Hey, I said, I don't care if you do a drop of mailers. I said, use my name. I said, you be a sales guy for me. Um, just do a drop of mailers. I said, go sell roofs. I'll let you use my equipment for the weekend. And when we're not doing jobs, I said, you can go out and do some of those jobs on your own. And he's like, what's it going to cost me? And we figured out, it's going to cost him, I think about $3,000 to do the drop of mailers. I think it was like 5,000 pieces he was going to do. And the next day he told me, he's like, man, all we got in our, in our uh, savings account or whatever was like $3,000. He said, and this was probably right in July. <clears throat> and he said, I just don't think we're going to spend, you know, we're going to take the risk on taking our savings money and just putting it into marketing. <clears throat> and so, um, I don't know. We talked about it for a day or two and, and I, and he was like, no, I'm not going to do it. And I said, okay. I said this, I remember this. I said, I'm going to teach you a lesson. I said, I'll put out my own money for you. I said, I'll put three grand out. I'll pay it for you. I said, we'll go sell some jobs. And then you got to pay that money back to me when we do the jobs. Like that comes out as, as part of the profit of the job. I get paid back. 
And he was like, okay, that sounds good to me. Cause right. It was my money now, not his money. And, um, we did a drop of mailers. I forget how many calls he got, but it was actually a pretty good drop. Like I think he got like a dozen calls off of it and he went out and sold some of these jobs and none of them were huge jobs, but they were nice little projects. Actually, I think one of the companies they still do work for today. Um, and, um, uh, he did the jobs on weekends. I forget it. It might've took him a week or two. I forget what it took him to do the jobs, but he had, I think it was close to $20,000 that we had left over after everything was paid within like a month or two, month and a half. And I remember I wrote him a check out because we run all the money through our account and I gave him the check and I said, now I said, if you just spent your own $3,000, well, that's a pretty amazing return. You think that would have been a good investment? And he was like, oh yeah. He said, my wife really likes this. And I'm like, yeah, sure she does. But that's risk versus reward, you know, and they've took our business on about seven, seven years ago and we've worked full time with a team since then. Um, and they've done a great job at, you handed know, him the check and like, let this be a lesson for all the little boys and girls. Yeah. Um, but they've done a great job in, in understanding that now and building that business. But that, that story kind of reminds me and I kind of get it in my head. I get this picture of a, of a farmer. I'm not a farmer at all. I barely know what a plow looks like, but if you're having a hard time spending the 5,000 that you might have or some of it to market, it is no different than the farmer having bags of corn and saying, you know, we can't afford to plant it. We're just going to eat it. Well, if you don't plant it, you're not going to have another crop. You're not going to grow more corn. You're going to starve to death because you just ate all your corn. And so I always think of that, you know, your money is seed, is a seed. You have to plant it if you want to have growth. You have to take some risk. Yeah, when the farmer goes out and pushes that in the ground, he's not guaranteed that that's going to come up. You could have a flood. You could have a drought. There's all kinds of things that could happen. But it doesn't keep him from going pushing those little things into the ground again. And we just have to take our money and push it into something and make it grow. More times than not, it'll come up. Hey, 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 before you leave... Let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled with knowing how to open a conversation? Have you ever struggled with knowing how to close the sale? Elias Rayburn and his twin brother Matt put together a small booklet titled Simplify the Sale that teaches you how to open conversations and how to close the sale. You can download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. Again, download your copy for free at smarterrooper.com forward slash simplify. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.